This is Living Stories featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Kim Patterson. Before television and computers monopolized our free time, chasing police calls was a popular hobby. People needed only a radio, the know-how to tinker with it, and a car. Charles Armstrong, a lifelong radio enthusiast and Waco resident, explains how he and wife Ruth had access to police dispatches through the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. They was on AM, but they were up high on the band. On your car radio or house radio, mm-hmm. you could turn up forward, go plump to the end of the band, you could take your screwdriver and go in the back, and you could change the frequency, you could raise it up a little bit by using what's called an antenna tuner, and you could reach the police department, you could hear them on there dispatching. So we could listen to them and uh, if it didn't work close, we'd get in the car and go. And then it didn't last very long. I guess people got to buy in the police department and maybe too many people firing them. So they went to FM, frequency modulation. I run up on an ad in one of the purpose books who bought a tank receiver uh, from the Army tanks, mm-hmm. 12 volt operated. And uh, so we chased them on FM. Fires, car crashes, homicides, the Armstrongs went to it all, and their adventures influenced a young man named John Sherrill. We'd chase as many times so long that we knew every policeman on the force. Mm-hmm. In fact, the boy that used to ride with us to chase the calls, he said, boy, well, I said, I'd like to be a policeman. And so they got school open, and then John went down and took a test and got on the police department. He stayed on there for 40, something, years. He's been on there for years. And he ended up being a detective, mm-hmm. and he got tasted from us. When something interesting came over the police band, the Armstrongs often picked up nearby friends Harry and Lois Raines. Mr. Raines describes one disturbance that took place near the former post office at Franklin Avenue and 8th Street. Two soldiers were harassing a female and called in friends as backup when police arrived. Mr. Armstrong and Mr. Raines decided to help out. There's about two trucks sitting over the post office there. They whistled for them and they all jumped out. So we was all out there fighting. And it tore up his policeman's uniform. I was out there fighting, and I was stomping his hat up. <laughs> and he had his gun out. He was hitting on the side of the head with it. We loaded him in our car. Took him to the police. They the soldiers <laughs> dressed in civilian clothes. This policeman hit him up the side of the head, you know, and he didn't bring him down or nothing. Shove him in the car. Get the head up against the side of the car. He didn't bother mm-hmm. Well, they must have been hopped up on something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they took him down there and drove in there. They reported we had kidnapped them soldiers. <laughs> These other guys in the truck, they uh-huh. the post office called, said we'd kidnapped them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we drove in down there. Some policemen standing out there and they said, this car kidnapped them soldiers. They said, no, we didn't kidnap them. We'll bring them in jail. The first commercial police scanners hit the market in the 1970s. And today, all kinds of scanning equipment exists, with many feeds streamed over the Internet. Several regulations of the practice have been put in place since the days when the Armstrongs and Raineses were listening in. Living Stories is heard every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on 103.3 FM, Waco's NPR. For more information about this program or the Institute for Oral History, visit us at baylor.edu livingstories.